everyone to Films of Women in My Life. My name is Brennan and joining me tonight is Jess. The host. The host. <laughs> and Nicole. Yellow. And Mama Kay. And I am also here. <laughs> Alright, and tonight we are doing the host pick episode for, what are we on now, August? August is the month we're doing this for. Uh, it is Jess's turn, as you heard at the beginning uh, 30 seconds ago. Uh, Jess, what have you picked for us for the host pick this month? Um, episode one of a TV show, Modern Love. I think it's called When the Doorman is Your Main Man. So That's Jess right. picked, and for anyone who has not heard one of our host pick episodes, it's where you, one of our four hosts here, pick something. Usually we just do regular movies, but it's either documentary or something free on YouTube, or in this case we're doing a TV show. Modern Love, and it is the first episode, When the Doorman is Your Main Man. Uh, anything you want to tell us about else about Modern Love? What is the show about? Um, so each episode is about, on its like, a love, but not what you think of, like, boyfriend and girlfriend or husband and wife. It's a different twist on things. I watched the entire series, I think, back in January. Like, some episodes are, like, falling in love when you're in your 80s or dating someone who's bipolar or having like this relationship with a father figure. Um, so it's just like different glimpses of people's lives. And I think it's like a blog or a, maybe a, some, I think people submitted their own stories. And I don't know if it was like through Instagram or a blog or something. And I it's think a, it, it's based on a column in the New York Times. Uh, okay, which, column uh, in the New York yeah. Times. And I, I guess the director picked his favorite stories to uh, make a TV show about. This is created by John Carney, who directed and wrote about half the episodes, including the one we're doing tonight. Um, okay, had you heard or seen Modern Love before? Any of the episodes? Any of it? Yeah, so I think I was with Jess. I wasn't with Jess because I've actually never met Jess. But um, yeah, <laughs> oh, so back That's our back weird behind-the-scenes secret. That, that yeah, <laughs> should we talk? You guys have never met face with face You want to talk about <laughs> that some more? No? We'll do that later. No, um, let's do that later. <laughs> yeah, let's do that later, too. Um, yeah, I think in January is when I also stumbled upon this, and I devoured the first, like, three episodes, and then all of a sudden I left it behind for an unknown reason, because, yeah, I was really I was really into it. So uh, I did see this particular episode before. So you've only seen, you've seen the first three, uh, there's eight episodes total, you've seen three, the first three. Three, maybe half of four. I'm not sure. I don't remember what yeah, four right. was about, but yeah. And Nicole, I know you don't like me asking if you've seen or heard of things, but uh, have you seen or heard <laughs> Modern Love? Oh my gosh. Negatory. That's perfectly fine. I Going had heard blind. of it. <laughs> I had heard of it, uh, but I guess we're all different experiences then. Jess has seen all, in case seen nice. half. I had heard but not seen, and Nicole went in blind. Uh, I yeah had seen none of these, and I watched them all today, all eight. Uh, all in a row. What? Yep. I watched. I uh, I was able to watch all of them today. Uh, oh, so and... I have a feeling that you like this show then, if you didn't put it down. Uh, well, I started with episode two, watched two through seven, and then went back to watch number one because that's when Nicole was ready to watch it, and then I watched eight at the very end. So I kind of I watched them in order, except for one I watched kind of seventh. So. You did I like didn't... a weird Star Wars thing where, you know, one, two, three is not really one, two, three, it's four, five, six. Well, and, Nicole yeah. was not okay. available when I was watching the first one, so I watched all of them until she was available, which is two through seven. Anyway, I, I've now seen 
I like anthology shows, so even if I don't like a particular episode, I always keep going because they're short and I can digest them all. And there are some in here that I like. It's uh, like with any anthology show, it's a mixed bag. But the one we are doing is When the Doorman is Your Main Man. Uh, I don't have a specific synopsis for that. I only have a synopsis for the actual whole show. So, Jess, what, how about you give us a quick cliff notes? What's uh, what's When the Doorman is Your Main Man about? Um, it's about this doorman who is your main man. <laughs> <laughs> but only it. one person I hate it, I hate it so much <laughs> that's, not... <laughs> all right, that's all we're going to get from Jess before we get into spoilers if you have not seen uh, <laughs> any of the modern love shows or specifically the episode the first one when the doorman is your main man they are on Amazon Prime part of your Prime membership so go check it out if you have any interest we're going to spoil it now uh, we don't have a regular rating system on the show we just kind of talk about whatever Jess wants to talk about and wherever the conversation goes so Jess what do you want to talk about this episode you said it's uh, about a doorman who is your main man do you care <laughs> so to elaborate? So I'll talk about why I chose this one episode then it was because our last podcast episode we um, talked about Palm Springs and the actress Kristen Milioti was in it, um, and I immediately recognized her when I saw the movie, so I IMDb'd her, and I was like, oh yeah, she was in that show that I watched a few months ago. And I remember this episode was not exactly my favorite, but I didn't want to go and watch through all of them and decide which one I wanted to choose. I just decided to do this one because we just saw her, and it, it it's good. It's not my favorite, but some of them got really deep, and I feel like we, I don't know, didn't want to, to go that deep into things and some of them were just dumb so this is a good middle yeah i'd like to talk to you about a couple of the ones maybe towards the end of the episode we'll do most of it on this this one particular but i've seen all of them and this one consistently when i was looking i look at all the rankings on all the sites like because that's what's awesome about anthologies you can rank them out and there's usually some really good ones and some really terrible ones i think this is no exception this one is very consistently ranked number one almost always Uh, i think i saw nine sites and six of them had this first uh and i i having just seen it i kind of agree i think this is the best one after watching six in a row and then watching this one yeah this is my favorite um it's the most inventive it's got really likable characters uh, and I guess we, you know, we we still haven't really explained what it's about. Uh, the episode <laughs> follows a girl named Maggie who is navigating the dating scene in New York, uh, and she's always bringing home random guys. And her, the uh, doorman at her building, Gooseman, uh, is uh, very disapproving of all of them. He is like Eastern European militant, but he's uh, the friendly, kind old man befriending the young the young woman uh helping her give you know giving her wisdom and whatever and uh she gets pregnant pretty early on and she has to make some tough choices if she's going to have an abortion if she's going to raise it solo if the father who she has no real connection with is going to be in the picture and guzman is there to offer his gentle hand and guidance uh so uh, nicole what did you think of this episode so obviously not having any idea of what this show would be about um, I was interested to see how this was going to be because, as you said, all these episodes were standalone, and although I didn't get to watch the remaining episodes, I wanted to see how they would make this a complete story in a 30-minute timeline, and I think that they did a wonderful job of doing that. I really liked the premise of this, and I really loved the connection that we get between our two main characters. I thought it was so wholesome i thought it was very genuine feeling i didn't feel like either of the actors were really struggling to make that connection since they're such different people so that was that was a pleasant surprise to see throughout this 
I, I also like the storyline, you know, the plot of it too. Like she's so worried about her parents finding out that she has gotten pregnant from a stranger, essentially, if you want to say that. It sounds like they were dating for a little bit, but not long enough. I feel like she was pre- where she was prepared for this. So worried about telling her parents, but to me, her father really feels like Guzman, and I'm like, okay, you're so worried about your actual parents, but you're, she's you, she's using him as a father figure and a friend and a confidant, and I really like that relationship, as I said. So I was overall very pleased with watching this. It, it tugged on some heartstrings we'll talk about later on, and really was, enjoyed watching it. Um... Just one little note before I I stop talking. I I saw a little bit of another one that Brennan was watching. And perhaps maybe just because I saw a snippet of it, it didn't look as interesting as this one. I feel like this one is probably one that I would choose to like the most. You were watching a part of episode seven, which is hers was a world of one. And yeah, that is not nearly as good as this one. And that might be my second favorite or third favorite. Um, There's a couple episodes in here I really hate, but I don't want to talk about that to the end. I want to talk about the one that I like, which is this one. Uh, Mom, okay. What do you think? So nobody thought that Guzmin was the father. (laughs) No. Wait, the baby's father or her father? Who's? Yes. Mom, okay. You're always coming in with these... You come in with these, you act like, oh, obviously this is the, you guys didn't pick up on this? I'm like, what are you talking about? No one, no one picks up on anything you ever pick up on. I never know what you're talking about. What do you, what do you mean? Definitely <laughs> not baby's father. Stretch I thought neither, neither ever father. crossed my mind. <laughs> it was, uh, it just seemed like the natural thing to say after that. Um, yeah, I, that was not a thing when I was watching this that I thought of at all. Um, Sure. (laughs) yeah i agree with nicole in that these two characters are i they were so believable and i already felt like i knew them in such a short period of time you know they they're not super fluffed out and and fleshed out because you can't be in that in that time frame but um i their relationship is really interesting i think because you know she only alludes a little bit to the fact that She's from somewhere else. She's not from New York, but that New York apartment has been in the family for a long time and that she really seems estranged from her, her, her family family. So to, you know, the fact that she's, you know, developed this relationship with the doorman, I really feel bad about like pretty much everyone else who lives in the building because it seems like he's there 24 <laughs> seven to cater to her needs. Um, and, I like all the little pieces of it. Like when he says at the very beginning that, you know, she's like, how do you know these things about him? And he says something about it's easy to see when you're a sharpshooter or something like that. I mean, there's mm-hmm. little pieces where you're just oh, like, yeah, sniper. I love that this dude is, you know, quite possibly a former KGB murderer or something. <laughs> um, also the baby's father. So yeah. Um, I, I just, it. I, I just, <laughs> I like them together. I like that she doesn't, kind of fall into this uh melancholy trap i mean she doesn't seem super she doesn't seem melancholy about her her lot in life that she's still just sort of dating and that she's she doesn't seem at all desperate to have a relationship or have a baby have a family anything like that this is just sort of what's happening to her uh the only gripe i have about it and i think i'm probably going to have about the whole series even though i haven't seen all of them is that um this is all very one type of New York, one type of New Yorker, pretty whitewashed. I know the second episode has uh, an Indian character as 
you know one of the main characters but it just seems Although very he's a tech billionaire so it's uh it's not exactly, exactly. Uh, this is we're, we're not guy. looking at we're not we're not doing any you know crossing any socioeconomic strata with with this and i think for whatever it's doing that seems fine because it feels a little bit like cake and cake isn't going to do that I, I liked this. I think of, of the three to four episodes that I've seen, I, I do like this one best. And this one really did draw me in to watch the others before I was, you know, my attention went elsewhere with a shiny object. So, um, <laughs> yeah, and I'm ready to talk about one of the three that I saw that I, I didn't really care for. And maybe somebody can change my mind about it. Yeah. So I got three questions I wrote down to talk to you guys about. So the first Perfect. one is... Do you think her relationship with the doorman is weird or taboo? Um, slash, do you have anyone in your life that you can relate to a that sort of relationship with? Well, we already know Mama Kay thinks he's the baby daddy, so I'll start with... <laughs> why, don't, why don't we go to Nicole first? <laughs> um, That's taboo. I, I actually... I feel like in any other setting, I might think this is a little weird, but the charm started immediately as, as the episode started it's just the the quirkiness of him calling the cab over and she knew he was going to do this so he must be doing this forever with her when he sees a shitty guy he calls the cab to go pick him up on the side of the street i liked that a lot um, or like any guy i feel like it happens to actually every guy like oh yeah there hasn't there hasn't been one yet absolutely and i i feel like he probably gives her a little bit of that special attention it, it seems like He's been since he's been working at this place for a while. Perhaps he knows her family since she said this was a uh, apartment passed down to her. So perhaps there's a little bit of that special something with this family that he really enjoys being around. They, they've just been they've just known each other forever. So I do like the chemistry. As I said, I don't think it's weird. I, I think that it's just really sweet that she can go down. You know, when we first find out that she's pregnant. And she goes down and it cuts to the scene. She's just crying in his arms. And it's like, oh, mm -hmm. my God, like, he really is her genuine friend. And I actually, this is so stupid, but it's true. I actually had a doorman <laughs> at one of my apartments. And he <laughs> was this cute little old man, Bob. And every time I walked in the door, he would grab my grocery bags or he would hit the elevator floor for me and it was just like the sweetest thing and he would have your package ready for you as you're walking in the door like that that type of treatment from someone who you're kind of around quite a bit when you're walking in and out of your place of home it's a sense of security um to have someone like that there so i appreciate how they put these relations how they put this relationship together yeah, I uh, like you, Nicole. I bought in immediately. Um, okay, because when we ju we are jumped in at the very beginning, she's bringing a guy kind of home, and she's hesitating, and uh, and then we see him from across the street, and the first thing he does is he gives that death stare and hails the cab, and right immediately, like I'm I'm already liking these characters more than anyone else I've watched in the prior six episodes. I really like these two immediately; they feel real, um, and I I don't find their thing inappropriate at all, especially because I watched a different episode. Uh, with a lot of daddy issue kind of shit that we can talk yeah. about towards the end. Yeah, I know which one you're uh, talking that, about. Yeah, which I, I have a lot to say on that episode, but uh, <laughs> this one, this one, I never got. I didn't get worried about that because this seemed different. This seemed very wholesome. Uh, if I had to critique the show as a whole, it's very, it's okay. It says whitewash. It's very glossy. Any issues that come up are. It's very sweet to the point of saccharine. Sometimes this doesn't get 
too syrupy for my taste, uh, but a lot of them do. But no, I, I, I just to piggyback off of you. I'm sorry to cut mm-hmm. you off, but I have I agree that this was like the beginning was teetering on the edge of Hallmark Christmas movie. It really could have gone that way. <laughs> it, like, it goes oh. that way sometimes. It does. Yeah, this one I don't think it does, but um, it's it's always playing with that too sweet, too yeah. like safe rounded edges. I don't believe this is a real world. Like it's too like plasticky. Uh, but I don't think this one does. I think this one plays it perfectly just just before getting there, where I still like the the people. Um, okay, you got uh, thoughts on the their relationship? I was just going to (laughs) their relationship sassy and controversial Um, I was actually about to mention the really lovely or the dreaded Hallmark Christmas movies that it's just hard to believe there's a whole channel dedicated to that I can't how are there so many people like drinking simple syrup that's that's all I can really (laughs) describe how does this happen yeah I didn't I didn't feel like it was going to dip its toe in that i think part of it is because it's in you know it's in new york that gives it a and you know an urban feel way grittier than you know the pastry chef living in north dakota and a beautiful or, apartment complex and all yeah stuff. yeah oh yeah everything you know, everything's and, nice it's never money is never an issue in manhattan somehow which is like the most expensive place <laughs> in the planet to live well than, like, you know they've had the place since the 80s so you know the rent is probably it's probably yeah. only like five thousand dollars a month on it it's not <laughs> twenty five thousand hey, she's like a, a newspaper or something or another yeah, i don't know editor she's a book reviewer book reviewer so, there you go because she reads yeah which day. is another one yeah which is another one of those you know nobody has a real job in new york in in the movies like they they're all no. these kind of jobs yeah no it didn't i mean it could easily if they ha- i think the part of it was the acting i don't know any of the players in this so i i i bought them as those characters and at no point was he creepy to me which you know you're eastern european you're kind of lurchy it could easily move (laughs) into that realm but it It didn't at all for me and he's just so you know all of his advice is you know it's it's a little hallmarky and that it's you know i can oh i can see that on a card but when he says it, I'm like, you know, he's got a little bit of something behind him that makes gravitas of some sort that makes it seem okay that he's um, saying these things to her. And he's always giving her the perfect advice and, mm-hmm. you know, and always giving the guys the hairy eyeball. So, yeah, I don't have a problem with this. As far as knowing anyone like this or having this kind of relationship with anybody, I can't really think that that's happened with me. First of all, I've never actually had a doorman i've had security guards those are very different things yeah, i've had um, security guards they're typically not buddy buddy with me uh, but yeah so having said that i i married the security guard in my building so i don't know is this a hallmark moment <laughs> it possibly could be oh my I god i didn't even know that so That's we'll amazing. talk about we'll put a pin in that we'll talk about that later what were you saying nicole <laughs> She didn't say it was your dad or not, but it's fine. Um, That's why. It was a long time ago. I don't like to talk about it. All right, whatever. There's one. There's are you trying to deny that Lloyd and Lloyd and Brennan are related? Because that's uh, that's undeniable. I mean, me being in the picture can be, you know, that's that's iffy. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have a lot of um, questions, so I don't want to get hung up on this horrible okay. thing. It's going to take a half <laughs> hour to sort out. Of... Open up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. This is actually the first episode of season two. So. <laughs> I married my doorman. 
right, sorry, Nicole, Nicole do, you do you have something to say? Do you have a thing oh, before yeah, we go back I'm to Jess? I'm sorry. Just bouncing off of, of something that Mama K said, a lot of the lines are a little cheesy, and I'm not. I'm usually not one for cheese, but there is something that he said when they were talking after she showed him the te- the showed the doorman the test or whatever she did, and he said, "What was it? Something like tomorrow's another day. It hasn't been touched or not. It's been untouched." Mm-hmm. And I yeah. I loved that line. I was like, "Oh my god, I really like that." I, I I needed that little perspective from somebody today. So I, I, I the too. rest of it that was one of the lines. That was one of the ones I thought. My favorite great. line yeah. is, "You're having quadruplets." <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He, his lines were just on the line of cheese, and I, I liked it. Like, I didn't mind it today. Okay, so my next question is, um, how did you feel about her decision telling the father that he has free reign on how he wants to parent? And would you do mm. the same in her situation? All right, who wants to go first on this one? Okay, well, you want to do this one? Sure, yeah. Um, I like the fact that she he thought she was ordering a baby at the restaurant, which was, you know... <laughs> That just kind of at that point <laughs> is when I was like, oh, this is going to be really hard because he's very dumb uh, and he's <laughs> extremely cute. And he's got a British accent. All of that is super appealing, but he's dumb as a post. So that's a hard thing to reconcile with. You know, I think it, that she is secure enough in her life that that's a decision, you know, that was probably fairly easily made by her. She didn't, you know, we didn't, we didn't see the aftermath of what that meant to her, I guess. Um, And we do see him later on that he sort of is there carrying groceries or whatever, but uh, he clearly doesn't have a big impact on, on what happens in the baby's life. Um, I didn't know that was him with the groceries. I just thought that they were just showing how he doesn't care. Oh yeah, that was him. I Uh, I, I thought, yeah, I like that too, but yeah, no, that was him. But he doesn't no, even I, I like that because she knows he's I not like that, that the he, one for her. Yeah, and he and he doesn't, you know, he doesn't seem interested. But we don't just we don't just cut him off. We don't not see him again. We do see him, you know, one one more time carrying groceries. But um, I don't know. That's a really hard thing to do. I mean, and and also to to know that you're you know that you have somebody who's willing to just sort of shut that door and not uh, want to be part is that's telling. So uh, it was the right decision. I don't. A hard decision to make like that what do you think nicole i don't want to say my political view on anything but i mean that's that's a question i don't think <laughs> i in my opinion i don't think she's how can she be financially stable enough to have a child she <laughs> does doofus work like i'm sorry well, we've already established everyone is so rich that yeah. No, yeah money even the homeless girl on episode seven is somehow fine all the time so <laughs> we can't ask those questions we so. get, like, money uh, you gotta blow it out the way it's nice and shiny everyone's safe here <laughs> i mean it also looked like she has spoken to her mom and dad quite a bit as she's scrolling through her recent phone call list so it seems like they have a pretty good relationship so i'm really shocked that she didn't decide to call them Unless she did it off camera, but they didn't allude to that. It sounded like she was like, how am I going to tell my parents? So yeah. <clears throat> it was yeah. kind of flip-floppy on that for me. Um, I think it's bizarre that she told, she asked him permission. Like, is it okay if I do this by myself type of thing? Whatever <laughs> she said. And I was like, ew, no, tell that bastard he needs to pay up. But, <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I mean, the, the, the whole that scene was pretty weird. I do have to say, I think that that was just a very weird way of doing it. She, like, 
babied him about it because she was afraid, I guess, of what he would say. And he was just like, oh, okay, cool. I'm, I'm out. I, I, I don't like that whole scene. I thought it was very weird. And I don't know how she's doing all this on her own. I mean, I guess she's got the doorman to help babysit, but that's really all that I see <laughs> out of it. I guess uh, I'll put myself in the guy's shoe just because I literally can't be in her position. Yeah, you should. Uh, <laughs> you want me to try? Yeah. No. Oh, if I were her, no. I would demand... No, I don't I... care what you would do as her. <laughs> okay, alright, then I'll put myself in the man's shoes. Uh, I would be very... I would be... Uh, it would be very nice gesture to say I, w- I shouldn't have to help, but if I'm the guy and the other person is this woman who has an apartment in New York and has a pretty stable job and she's Pretty affable. I like this is a very likable person. Uh, uh, yeah, you're gonna help, and uh, you, duh, like you should. Um, he's dumb, so I'll give him the pass on the on that. Oh, not a pass, but like I understand where his character is coming from. It's not coming from a point of I don't give a shit. I'm just gonna go and fuck whoever I want. It's more of like he doesn't. It doesn't even cross his mind because he's just he's just very not bright. Um, yeah. But she, I, if I, I mean, I, I can't really put myself in her shoes. I have no idea what to do. I would imagine I would be like Nicole and say, "Pay up, fucker." That's what I would imagine I would do. Uh, <laughs> but uh, if as the guy, I'd be like, "Oh, that's very nice." But no, I need to help you at least financially and probably also in the life because it's weird to have a kid and not ever think about them or see them. So I don't know. Just did you have, what did you think on that? Since yeah, you got to yeah, you got I to hear all of our opinions. <laughs> I don't know. I'll say mine. I don't think I would approach situation saying you don't have to be a part of this if you don't want to. I think I'm on board with you guys, but for the money as well, but also because like, how do you explain to your, I'm sure there are situations, but you, they're, I get they're not married. They're not a couple, but you still want to be like, okay, this is your father. So if you have that option to at least drag him in there and say, you need, at least need to come by once a week or something. I'd still want that. It's always weird though. Like you think like, yeah, you should definitely do that. And then you're like, Oh, but this kid's going to be around forever. Does that mean this guy is in my life forever? And maybe, you know, like she doesn't want. But then again, like, does he have the choice? Like, does, should he be able to if he wants to? Well, not that it sounds like he wants to, but. Uh... It doesn't sound like he even knows what's going on, honestly. <laughs> I don't even think he remembered who she was when he. I think we have a consensus, though. Pay up. That's, the, that's our consensus on that question. <laughs> okay, my last question is Do you like the way it ended or. Did you like that she moved to LA and came back to visit, or you think it could have ended whereas the three of them were kind of like a little family living in New York? The three of them oh. meaning the doorman, like the doorman, um, yeah, the kid uh, and her. I mean, I guess I'll go first in this one since you guys went on the last two. Uh, I mean, the kind of the shot at the end is kind of that where they go back to the Natural History Museum. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it everyone is there except for the new boyfriend slash de- like husband or whatever he is. So they don't even though he's they show him in the shot meeting the the uh, meeting the doorman and then he gives the approving uh, the the approving words because it was never about him. It was about the look in your eyes. I'm like okay, almost cheesy, but I like your gravitas, so I'll give you to you. <laughs> um, the last shot really is the three of them. So. Uh, I like that, uh, but I also like that she moves away and she has to go be her own person for, I guess, five, five-ish years is, is what it says. Five years later is when they come back. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of glad she got to move on and also glad that they end, the last thing they end is with the three of them together. I think, I think they kind of stole a best, best of both worlds ending there and it worked well enough for me. Uh, Nicole? 
um, I was kind of bummed that she moved. Honestly, I wanted her to stay there. I when she said this kid's a New York kid, like I I like that. I like when people are, you know, true to their roots and for their children and stuff if they love it so much. And <clears throat> sounds like she's got a pretty good setup from what we understand. I mean, there's I don't know why she would ever get rid of this apartment. It sounds like it's pretty a cheap. rent controlled apartment in Manhattan. Yeah, I don't know how good this new job she yeah. has, but uh. <laughs> yeah, come on. Oh, now. she was paying double rent. There's no way she let that go. <laughs> I know. Uh, no, this... I I wish she would have stayed. I really do. I I, I asked Brennan a question at the end, and I guess I'm just answering my own question right now. But I thought that the that the guy in the car with her at the end was the same guy who peeked at her when she was about to tell Doofy guy that she was pregnant. In the coffee but shop, that, yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't make sense, though, because she moved. So it must be a guy from L.A. <laughs> you brought it up, though. I was like, huh, that's a good point. That's the only guy she's shown interest to that she hasn't been shown to be on a date with or anything. Right. So I thought, for a second, there, I was like, oh, that's a good point. He kind of looks like him. Not quite, but like kind of. But, uh, yeah, I, th- I think it might just be a I think we just answered our own question. But it was feasible yeah. at the time, before I put logic to it. It was feasible. To sure. It could have been that guy. But um, I really liked the... The whole family feeling that we get, even if it's just like he took, like he took her to the museum when she was little. I think that that is so cute. I really don't know why I'm so attracted to this story right now because any other time I would be like, "This is so corny and I hate it," but I didn't hate it at all. Um, <laughs> well, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, I loved this. It's a good thing I, you didn't I watch was... the other seven episodes. <laughs> <laughs> this this episode at least was so heartwarming to me, and it was so sweet, and I just really appreciated. Um, how it was written, and it was teetering on Hallmark movie, which is why I'm so surprised at myself. But I really liked it, and I will. I wish it did end differently. I wish that she stayed, even if she didn't find her true love, and she was just a single mom. She had that backup of having a friend and someone that cares about her to be there for her. So I really liked it. Okay. Um, I didn't actually, I, I, I liked that she moved because I think that, you know, we, we see her as a, you know, a strong independent woman. And I think that having this, this man in her life only enhanced that. And I think, you know, she trusted him, you know, with her, her dilemma about what she was going to do. And he was not about himself. I'm sure he would have preferred that she didn't leave, but I think that, I think it's okay for her to go. And I think, I think it was an easy, a good way to end it that she's going to, she comes back with somebody else and that she's going to have this little, you know, nuclear family because he's really more of a grandfatherly figure. And it would be sort of a sad thing. I think that if she was never able to, you know, have a, have a guy that would, you know, make her eyes light up the way that they were supposed to. So um, I, I don't mind that she moved. I, I liked that she came back. I was kind of, feeling like I was hoping that there would be a more permanence to her coming back. Like there would be talking about, you know, now she got a job at something else and things are looking rosy and this guy is going to follow her. And, but that's, I don't know. It, I think it was a little, not really played out what, what the deal was with that. So I don't mind it. I, I like that she left and, and when she came back, she was a little bit different. And, and I, I think the thing with the guy in the coffee shop, I didn't even notice that, that, um, you know, there you was didn't another... notice something? That's 
I didn't. I mean, I noticed <laughs> that. I noticed that there was another. <laughs> I noticed there was another guy in the coffee shop, but I didn't make the connection. And maybe that was just them saying because all of her boyfriends that we had seen prior to that, all two of them, uh, were very type. They had they had a definite type about them. And then for her to come back at the end with somebody that was very different uh, might feel like a cop out. But if you see that little piece in the middle where she's, you know, she kind of has a little moment in the coffee shop with, with a, a black man. And then she brings back a black man that it's, then it's sort of, you know, it gives it a little, you know, ties it up a little bit better that she's not just, she doesn't just have a type that she's. We keep saying Hallmark guy. Um, the other guys she's always with are literal Hallmark guys. I'm sure they've been the leads in several of their made for TV movies. I don't want to say that because you know why the acting in Hallmark is so bad and the acting in this was not. So uh, <laughs> not I give one. these guys no, a lot. Not in this one. I, I give these guys a lot more, a lot more credit, a lot more credence than, you know, I've tuned into a Hallmark movie on occasion and I'm always still surprised at how bad they are. So I always think that there's one out there that's like a hidden gem. And I, Nicole and I have a couple we, we watch because, because they're so bad, they have the it's entertainment value. It's a Christmas value. tradition now. Christmas calendar. That shit. If you have Christmas Hulu, calendar. Christmas calendar. Go find that shit. That is so. I like the gingerbread horrible. making one myself. It's pretty bad. <laughs> I don't know so, um, Christmas calendar has yeah. everything you want in a terrible. It's perfect. It's the perfect bad Hallmark movie. Um, yeah. But just. I mean, uh, those did, are did all you, Canadian. Oh, that's that's explains it. It is mostly Canadian production, but they make good stuff too. Don't <laughs> don't disparage. Uh, just your closing thoughts. Did you like the ending? Um, I'm with Nicole. I think she should have stayed. She she was freaking out about having a baby, and now she had one, and she had like a good support system, and the baby was comfortable. She had a nice apartment. I think she should have stayed, and it should have instead of like five years later of like her coming back with like a new boyfriend or husband, it should have been like the three of them on like a Christmas card or like going to like the big Christmas tree or doing something. <laughs> oh so you my wanted God, the even that's cheesier a Hallmark Hallmark movie right there. That's why I just I likes know. the show. It's yeah. it's, oh. it's so saccharine. Oh, oh I, man. I didn't like that she just came she just like went to LA. I think the three of them should have just stayed together. I like that he, that the heart like she has to go through a hardship of change and the doorman. Yeah. I mean, we don't let him. He doesn't let us see it, but as soon as he's told the news, he says he she should go. It'd be good for her. And then he goes out and and stands yeah. guard outside probably because cries. and he's probably crying. But we don't we don't even get he's the shot. He's super crying. Like, I, know, I know. I thought he was gonna really like sweet. wipe a tear or something, but that didn't happen. But that would have been God he that would have put it over the edge, right? This like we said this whole episode walks the line of too cheesy, corny, saccharine, but it just barely keeps it going and the performances are really good um yeah yeah i really like this episode a lot and uh just do you have any closing thoughts on this because i guess we'll spend the last 10 or 15 minutes here because i have some questions for you about the rest of the show if this is uh, if this isn't your favorite questions. episode i don't I want to know what it too is much. i watched them too long ago <laughs> do you- <laughs> i don't think I, I have the backbone to talk about it because i really don't remember all right, then I'll just ask some very specific questions about a few episodes that I saw, uh, because I, I'm very so. The, so the third episode is uh, called "Take Me as I Am, Whoever I Am," which is an Anne Hathaway episode where she has bipolar disorder. Okay, this is one of the first three. Did you see this one? Yes. Okay, so it's musically, uh, it's more inventive. It's one of the more inventive ones I've seen. It's a little different. Do you remember this one, Jess? I'm curious what your thoughts are on this one because I had some thoughts on this one. No, I remember that one. Um, she was she totally flipped from being manic to being fun, and then she had this kind of guy she was talking to, and 
I think her friend was always like, whatever happened to those old guys? And she's like, yeah, it just didn't work out. It was really like her bipolar kind of taking over. Yeah, Malkia, do you remember this one? I do remember this one. This is the one that I didn't care for. So um, I thought it was way overplayed. That's why it wasn't about the story. I like the story a lot. I just I felt it was a bit overplayed. This is the one of the ones where I thought like it was actually inventive. They had the way it was shot and like a lot of the scene movement. Like this, that's I remember I saw this one second, so I didn't see the doorman one till the end. Basically, the doorman one has also got some inventive stuff. We didn't talk about the bullseye. We we talked about the sniper part, but then that little bullseye (laughs) that shows up on the guy's head because and he gives it that death stare. Like I like all that kind of stuff. (laughs) Um, But that's another complaint I have with the show. Like there's a lot of non inventive. It, it is very just like plain like there's the tina fey john slattery one both both good i like to see them in things but their episode is really bland it's an old couple going not an old couple but like a middle-aged couple going through maybe a divorce and then they just realize they need to play tennis and that will make them feel better uh another one that i saw that <laughs> a lot of people liked in on the internet was when cupid is a prying journalist which is the second one that's the dev patel one um and yeah. that one is the first one i saw and that just hit me so cold it's so basic and that nothing happens. I mean, it's it's his sad story of love got away, and then it's Captain Keener's sad story of love got away, and then they, and then I was just gonna say that's rekindles. Captain Keener, right? That's the Captain yeah. Keener one, yeah. Okay. And like that one's a one people love. Like that's only second to the Doorman one. I'm like, Ugh, so basic. The only one that really also struck a strong chord with me was, uh, and just it sounds like you kind of remember this one. Uh, so he looked like Dad. It was just dinner, uh. right? <laughs> And that's the one where that's Julia Garner. One. Yeah, that's my second favorite. I love that one because it's so fucking horrible and it makes my skin crawl <laughs> just to think about. So the background for this one is Maddie, who is this uh, woman. At, uh, she was just in a movie called The uh, The Assistant, which is out right now on Hulu. Go see that. That's fantastic. Uh, she begins and uh, to take an interest in an AI engineer who's uh, played by Shia Wiggum. If people know him, he's like a middle-aged, kind of schlubby. Uh, he's usually like a cop or some low-level something or another in a movie background Government actor. worker. Government worker. He was just in Silver Linings Playbook we did. Uh, his movie called Cop mm-hmm. Car. He was in the new Joker movie. He, you'd recognize him. He's one of those kind of guys. Uh, but he's middle-aged, and she has this like inner monologue fantasizing about him being her father, and he like snuggles up on him with her like, PJs on and loves to play with his little socks. And he's like, mm-hmm. uh, oh, he makes, cooks God. dinner for her. And he... Like, they go out on all these dates over and over, and then he tries to kiss her after, like, a month, and she's like, oh, oh, what did you think this was? And, like, I don't know, we've been going out for a month, and then she's like, oh, no, I just wanted to hang out with my daddy, and he's like, I no. got you a coat. There's- <laughs> no! Oh, Jess, do you remember this episode? Do you have thoughts on this one? Because I love yeah, this episode, because no, of totally how horrible that it and- was. Yeah, that- <sighs> it's just cringeworthy is the only words I can say. It- it's hard to watch. It is very, it is, that's the thing is, that's not the hard to watch. That was the easiest one to watch. I watched four in a row, and I was like, this show is just dragging. I was kind of getting worried that I would have to go back and watch the one we did, which is the one I liked. But then this one came up, and it's so, she talks about, like, trying to fatten him up with cookies, and, like, he, she loved, there's so many feet shots. There's a lot of weird, like, like underground fetish stuff going on in here. Um, but it's still got the glossiness that all the ep- other episodes have. So, it's so no one has a real job? 
No, no. The, the only one where there's anyone who doesn't have a job is the one where Olivia cooks a homeless woman and she's carrying a baby for a gay couple. Oh, uh, yeah. And she invites a homeless Ed Sheeran into the house. And that's probably yeah. the best, one of the best <laughs> moments of the series is Ed Sheeran playing a homeless guy. Um, it's really him? It's really him. It's Ed Sheeran. Like, oh, you don't, oh you don't, you don't know. that one? You don't know he's coming. That's why I was surprised you didn't want to go back and watch this. Some of this, some oh. of this has good moments. No, I, it's I not think I will. It's not because the show is good. I don't think the show is good, but some of the stuff is so um, weird towards the end. It's really good, but when it tries to get, I think you said deep. I think it's actually very shallow. And but I'm glad you picked the episode we did. It was a good episode. Uh, I, I just wanted to get out some extra thoughts on the series since I binge watched the whole fucking thing today. Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know what you remembered from it, but. Uh, I really like the series. I'm looking forward to season two. I'll probably watch it, but I'm not. I wouldn't say looking forward to it. I, I just like anthologies. I like a bunch of short stories put together. Uh, after my little diatribe, Nicole, Mama K, do you guys have any interest in going to watch anymore? I would like to see this foot fetish daddy one. I'm a little <laughs> curious. I it's pretty lie. good. It, it's gonna make your skin crawl. It's good. I'm, we'll watch that later. <laughs> Everything else sounds pretty terrible, so I don't think that I, I'm interested. I think in you might like the homeless one. Oh, I saw some of that's that. That's the one, one she watched, oh, and she was <laughs> she was like, "Oh, this is." She was not looking forward to it. <laughs> or you end, might like I the the um, bipolar one too. I do like Anne Hathaway. Oh, maybe that it's it's got like musical elements. Um, but it's I saw so the, I saw the ending of the ba- of the the gay couple with the with the surrogate or whatever, and uh, he walks into the room after the baby's born, and he's like, "Just so you know." Your mommy was a very special woman. I don't know if you're ever going to get to meet her, so, but she was so. so wonderful. And I'm like, I'm I'm done with this. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> when it goes to for me. That's when it goes like that's fucking Hallmark saccharine. I hate that. And the show does that all the goddamn time. It's not good. I don't understand like why it does that because sometimes it has little shots of brilliance, and then other times it's that. But uh, okay, if you watched half, are you going to watch the other half? Or are you are you all done? Yeah, I really can't remember the reason why I stopped. I just had to have been interrupted by something else to watch, I'm guessing. Well, we were probably still going to the movies at the time, so there was that. Um, oh, yeah, you have So, I, yeah, I probably, I probably will. Um, as soon as I found out that Jess recommended this, I was like, oh, heck yeah, I think I've got another episode or two to go. And I was like, oh, wait, I really bailed on this. So um, <laughs> I'll, I will go back and, and finish it up and I'll probably uh, do it on a binge. So yeah, I think I will. You have any uh, closing questions or thoughts for us, Jess, since this was uh, this was your, your impetus to have us go? Uh, no, I'm glad that um, all three of you guys enjoyed it and it was fun to talk about and I it was a good episode. Yeah, it was a good one. You you picked a good one. I, when you said, uh, I think when you picked it the other time, you're like, it's one of my least favorite of the show, but uh, it's got the girl in it, so hopefully you like it. And I was like, oh, God, you picked one of your least favorite episodes of a show that I don't know if I'm even going to like. And then I was like, oh, this is my favorite episode. Thank God you picked this one. Because unless unless we, the only other one I would really want to talk about is the da- is the daddy complex one, because that one would be really funny. Um, I liked it more the second time around I watched it. I feel like I just probably wasn't in the mood the first time. And when I watched it this time, I was like, okay, I like it a lot better. Yeah, no, that was a good one. I, I like the one you suggested. Uh, I don't like the show as a whole, but uh, a couple episodes here and there have some stuff. And uh, yeah, it was a good pick. I'm glad uh, glad you picked it. Okay, Nicole, anything else before we wrap up? No, just stay tuned for the season two, episode one, I Married the Doorman. 
we don't have to we don't have to do that. All right. Well, that is that is Modern Love episode one. When the doorman is your main man, plus some excerpts from the other episodes. Modern Love on Amazon Prime. If you have any interest, and yeah, host pick next month will be who's up next. I think Nicole's up next month, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah, Nicole, gets to, you got to start thinking about it. Only a month away. You never know oh. what you're going to want to do. A short month. A short COVID month. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, speaking of which, we are um, a lot of stuff still getting pushed back uh, theater-wise, so expect streaming until further notice. Uh, recommend stuff to us because we still have things on the schedule, but we could always take recommendations. Uh, Films with the Women in My Life on Facebook. You can reach out to me on Instagram. I am Brennan underscore podhost. You can uh, reach out on Twitter at filmswomenpod, and you can email the show filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Um, that's it. That's the housekeeping for this episode. Not a, not a whole lot else to talk about. Thank you, Jess, for bringing this to our attention. Thanks, Jess. Thanks, and Jess. Thank you, host, Nicole and host Jess. Day, as always. Uh, until next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore Podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies. Thank <laughs> you.